0: So I'm a little bit concerned about uh, the trick-or-treaters here coming by the office. I'm not, I don't know if we should be doing that or or not, but um, see, see, like right now, that's, th- those people that went by were pretty close and I, I, don't, I don't know if trick-or-treating is, uh, anyway, we'll talk about it later. It's getting a little dark out. I got a show to do. Yeah. All right. Cool. But buy the candy anyway. All right. Oh, so many new decisions to make this year. Hey, welcome to episode 19 of the 411. I'm Lee Sterry, your host. We are now on a slightly subdued uh, St. Paul Street because, you know, things are getting later on in the season. Have not changed the clocks yet, thank goodness. Welcome to this uh, episode. We are powered by uh, WeStream, as per usual. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars. We are headed towards Fiddler's Poor House, which is rocking away here as they do every uh, Thursday evening and, well, actually seven nights a week. For that matter at least for now thank goodness and also thanks to nick at niagara411 I'm going to be talking a lot about that tonight because there's something going on there that we want to fill you in on some great niagara stories to uh, bring to you tonight and a couple of super guests so come on in okay here we go so normally in the warmer weather we would have had our uh our, our window open, but uh, unfortunately for the people that are here, it might be a little bit on the chilly side. Now, Kevin is going to get me wired up for sound here so that when you uh, come on to the program, I don't want to step on a cord again like I usually do, uh, you will be able to, oh yeah, we'll lose the mask, okay. So, uh, that's what this little ear thing is that Kevin's uh, setting me up with right now. Oh, uh, no little clip? Oh man i I thought you were a professional, okay <laughs> Trust me, he is a professional all right so uh, Thursdays come around so fast i just I just thought we hung our earphones up and microphones uh, put them in the closet uh, yesterday, and then here we are again already, so uh, this is just absolutely fabulous to be back here at Fiddler's Poor House. Welcome to episode 19. Hard to believe. October the 22nd already. That is also hard to believe. And uh, and again, like I was talking to my uh, uh, admin assistant there in the office, we got Halloween coming up. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, confusion and a lot of differing opinions around that. We'll have one more show to do before Halloween hits, so we'll be able to talk about that a little bit more a week from uh, today. Coming up on the program today, a couple of awesome stories. Some, some wonderful local Niagrans. Sherry Lynn is going to be here with her boyfriend Brandon. You will see them uh, right up there in the top corner of your screen. Now I don't want to give away the heart and soul of the story, but uh, that picture that you're looking at right now, the Barbie and Ken uh, graphic, that is a big part of the, well, actually, it's, it's kind of the main part of the story, or at least uh, the second main part of the story. But uh, it's going to be very, very cool, and I'm not going to give any of it away. I'm not going to uh, do a spoiler thing at all. But we will have Sherry Lynn and uh, boyfriend Brandon on in, uh, well, actually about six minutes from now, about ten after seven. So hang in there and uh, stay with us. Again, we want to thank our sponsors. Gales Gaspar is Limited. They fuel this thing, and we appreciate Jessica and her staff for supporting this program. You will now see Kevin Jack in the top right-hand corner of your screen. He is uh, the executive producer and partner uh, of this program, along with his uh, his partner, Brandon. Shram of WeStream Niagara. We'll talk more about them as the evening goes on, as well, because everything we're doing here technologically is a result of what they have brought to Niagara, and uh, no one else is doing it. And uh, not just Niagara. No one else, I, I think, is doing it. Period. We'll talk no, more about that. Hold on a that. second. Let me check this uh, out. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There oh. we go. There is a story. Just that gives me an opportunity to remind you that what you're watching here is in real time. We are indeed live. It's called Livestream Niagara, our Facebook page. This is live. It is real time. It is happening now as you are watching. And If you want to be a part of the program, you can be simply by clicking on the link at the bottom of the post and you will get into our green room, our waiting room, if you will. It's a Zoom room and then Kevin will transfer you into our live interactive room here on Livestream Niagara as soon as we have an open spot. So please feel free to comment on anything you hear, comment on anything that's happened to you this week, or something you want to promote coming up over the weekend. Also, as I mentioned on the street, Nick from Niagara 411, and we want to get to this right away because our first story has to do with Niagara 411, and I want to bring Kevin in here on a more active role because he is our uh, social media and techno-weenie expert here. I just kind of come along on his coattails when it comes to technical and social media things. And uh, Kevin, Nick put a, a post up today, uh, and uh, it said, I just wrote this down, for myself but there's some other things that uh, popped up as well. Uh this is what uh, Nick put up on his post. Folks, unfortunately I'm getting a never ending uh No, nope, that's not the one. That's not the one. I'm going to read that to you later. Yeah, it's about the uh, the fake
1: Niagara 411 The, 4- the, the fake yes. yes. Yeah.
0: I thought I had that, I thought I had that written down Sorry, for you I'll but it was the fake one. I'll get it up for you here. Yeah. Okay, yes, there we go. Step-by-step instructions on how to report and block the imposter. So, Kevin, tell us what's going on. This is not the first time that Nick has had an imposter uh, co- try to copy the Niagara 411 site. No, these this guys, the post- though, was uh, I was talking about here. Yeah,
1: they've taken it a step further because they've taken and leached Nick's... Graphics yeah, so this page looks and feels a lot like Niagara 411 at least at your very first click right? Like glance, you see something does, like that yeah. you go. Oh, that's Niagara 411 right? The one thing that needs to be clarified is the the true Niagara 411 the one that we all love uh, the one that a lot of you are watching on right now uh, That Niagara 411 has an underscore. Okay, it's Niagara underscore 411, 411 yeah. anything else is just an imposter so Nick wants to make sure that all these imposter sites just get shut down. And the way you do that is you record them, or sorry, you report them to uh, to Facebook. So here, I'm going to hop on here. Yeah, show us Nick, how to do this. Nick put a step-by-step instruction. So this is the one now that's making the rounds. You can see it uh, right, right up there, okay? This is just Niagara 411, but it's yeah. not the real one,
0: okay? But it, it's, it's very similar.
1: So push down here, okay, the little three dots there. You click there, okay?
0: Click there and then click on find support or report page okay but how, let me ask you this Kevin for people that really uh, don't know what the heck you're talking about how will they come across this will it be something that's posted on their their Facebook page will it be a a fake post it'll likely come
1: across as like a suggestion you know how okay. Facebook said here's a group that's suggested for yeah. you it'll probably come across as a suggestion because okay you already like and engage on the real Niagara 411 right. so why don't you like this fake Niagara 411. And, of course, people just do it to, to kind of piggyback
0: on Nick's success, on his following, on this show's success. And or then, because they might think they're missing something if they don't.
1: And from there, you might get spams, the CRA spams, or they'll try and sell you Oakley glasses or whatever it is they're doing yeah. online now. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I want
0: to continue with this, Lee. Yeah, do that.
1: And just uh, get through this, because you know what? I see Barbie and Ken are already in the waiting room. i got to get to them. This is great. We will. Okay, so you click on Find Support or Report Page. Okay, click on that. And then scams or fake pages that's the category that it would fall under okay so click on that and you have to also click on scams and fake pages and pretending to be another business okay click both of those make sure you click both of those click next Okay, then enter Niagara underscore four one one with a capital N and an underscore because Facebook is going to prompt you to say what business are they mimicking Who are they pretending to be? Well, they're pretending to be the true Niagara 411, which is capital N underscore 411, and then block the other Niagara 411.
0: It sounds like a lot to do, but it's really not that difficult. No. No. Um, But, uh, and it will protect our Niagara businesses and you. Okay, we're going to, we can talk more about that later if we have a moment. We want to jump right now into our, uh, this is just such a wonderful story. Sherry Lynn. Uh, Her boyfriend, Brandon, you saw them in uh, what appeared to be a Ken and Barbie costume. Well, that's exactly what it is. And they're waiting to talk to us now. (laughs) And there they are in full costume. That is just absolutely awesome. Sherry Lynn, Brandon, uh, welcome to the 411.
2: Hi, thank you. Thank you
0: okay so now the costume is only part of the story and it's a fabulous part because you guys did and we'll talk about that in a bit but tell us your story uh, of where this thing has taken you from beginning to where we are today
2: Um, well I created, well we both were kind of I have a little illness and like so I'm disabled and we were trying to come up with a a costume that we matched but I could still wear and, and still sit down so this is attached to my walker so we were trying to come up with it, and then Ken and Barbie was like, that would be perfect. And then the box attaches to my walker, so when I sit down, it's perfect. And then we um, entered into a contest on the Kelly or Live with Kelly and Ryan show, and we are semi-finalists for, for the contest now. We get to do a taping on Monday.
0: Now we're talking about the Kelly Ripa-Ryan Seacrest Morning Show, one of the most popular, uh, largest uh, viewed morning television programs in the well in the world, actually. Yeah. And uh, so are you guys going to be actually on the show?
2: Um, we hope so. They, they said that we're going to be in the audience and we're in the competition, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're supposed to be there. <laughs> or <three> or <laughs> yeah, we're, we're streaming and then it's a two-hour um, broadcast. And then, um, yeah, I guess they, they post the, the winners and all that stuff. And it goes live. They put the, it on air on Friday for their Halloween special. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping. When,
0: when when are you? So you say you're going to be in the audience. So are they flying you to, what, New York?
2: No, it's just virtual. So we get to be oh. at home. I wish it was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to do it at home. And um, then we get judged. I guess there's... um. We already passed the first panel, and then we have two more panels to to get d- judged by on Monday.
0: Okay, so let let me recap here. Uh, your first appearance as uh, uh, as the next phase is which day? We're now on Thursday, October the twenty second. So when is your next Monday. when is your first appearance?
3: So Monday, they're doing a taping, and yeah. then I believe that they are uh, airing it on Friday. So it's a two-hour
4: taping
0: for your Friday show. Okay, so a week from tomorrow, you will be on Kelly and Ryan. Yes, correct. Awesome. And uh, now here in Canada, that uh, I believe that'll be aired on CTV, right? It yes. is. Yes. And if somebody's picking stations off live off the uh, out of the ether out of Buffalo, it is the ABC affiliate WKBW. If they get that channel. Right. Yeah. So, how, um, how do you feel?
2: I'm nervous. <laughs>
0: excited? Very
2: excited, very nervous. Um, I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what What was the experience? What did they do? Did they call you or did they send you an email or what?
2: They, they've been emailing me all week and, and every time I see live with Kelly and Ryan, I'm like
0: <laughs> So it's
2: it's been just basically through emails back and forth.
0: How many, no, said basically? It? Yeah, go ahead
3: basically my wife uh, seen it online and she posted the picture and out of all the pictures uh, listed yeah they pick uh, I believe up to hundred people and then they're all going into Monday's show a hundred up yeah, to a hundred in the US and Canada okay so, and out, of, out of that hundred they pick uh, one one to five winners
0: okay so if you're in the top like five if you're in the top five you nailed it
4: yes
3: <laughs> so the first i believe the first prize is six thousand u.s and then second third fourth and fifth are one
0: thousand US. oh that is uh that awesome. is awesome now do you get a chance oh, yeah. do you get a chance to tell your story like you told us because um the, it's not just the costume itself it's the creativity of dealing with your all alternative uh, your alternative motion so uh, do you get a chance to tell your story
2: i um, I believe so because the picture that I sent in is the one with the box actually attached to my attached to my walker so I am I'm guessing that they would want to hear hear why it's a disabled Barbie
0: right because <laughs> <laughs> you don't
2: see too many disabled Barbies out there
0: no no Uh that's that's and who knows? It could be part of the next. Uh, it could be part of the next round of Barbie accessories that make it to the stores.
3: That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Wouldn't
0: that be cool? I mean, we got the the, the Barbie Corvette. We got the Barbie motorhome. We could have the Barbie Walker. That right, would be- Barbie
2: wheelchairs. Yeah. Imagine having a wheelchair. Nice yeah. yeah.
0: You could be you could be the poster child uh, for uh, alternative Barbies.
2: Yes, I, I
1: hope so. <laughs> now I just want to hop in here. Um, oh sure. Did you know, Sherry Lynn, that uh, your husband Brandon had such a likeness to Ken? I mean, it's spot on. And if not Ken, then Clark Kent. It, I was. Oh, he, oh, yes, hey. everyone yes. says
2: he looks like Clark Kent from you Superman. St- you I stole think that's why my th- I married
0: him. ah, you yeah. stole my thunder. I was going to say, that's Ken, and also Clark Kent. We have a connection because we yeah. both spend time in phone booths. <laughs> <laughs> I should go in, uh, with the Superman Look at
3: that my box. <laughs> it be Superman can.
0: That
1: is, that is awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you constructed the costumes?
0: Yeah.
2: Sure. Um, we love to order online, um, especially from Amazon. And um, my husband likes to order a little too much. So he, we ended up with tons of boxes. And uh, I was just like, okay, what are we supposed to do with all these boxes? And then the costume came into mind. And then... Um, I cut all the sides out, and I, I cut out like the, the words and just kind of glue them on, and then I tape tissue paper to the boxes. So it's, it's all tissue paper, and uh, basically tissue paper, cardboard box, and a whole lot of uh, time. <laughs> well,
0: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, how you got it. So obviously the rights to be able to use the word Mattel on your costumes, which is going to be on an international television program, you don't have to worry about copyright infringements or anything like that.
2: Right. Like okay. eh, I'm sure they're not gonna really bother bother me about it. I mean it's it's cardboard.
0: <laughs> hey, it's free for and Yeah,
2: and it's free advertisement for them, so maybe I'll be doing them a favor.
0: Yeah, well, maybe so. Uh, my, my experience with major corporations and copyright infringement doesn't actually support that argument.
2: Okay. <laughs> right. I, I'm a good arguer, though, so, so maybe, maybe I can be determined to win that
3: one.
0: Yeah, so um, are, are you going to be in a, in a set like you're in right now when uh, the Kelly and Ryan show get a hold of you on, uh, on on Monday or have you got something a little bit more fancy or how, what are you going to do?
2: Um, we're, we're trying to work that out right now. Okay. <laughs> so this was our kind of trial-error situation and um, so we might have to move some things around and, and shift around because these are big boxes, and yeah. we are supposed to be there for like two hours. Well, so we'll so, have to come up with a little more creativity.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you're, you're, you're sure going to have to be able to uh, sit down, as you said. And uh, well, you, you can sit down as Barbie and Ken, and it's not a problem, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sitting on my walker right now.
0: Yeah. Are <laughs> you? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, how is your how is your family and friends and neighborhood are they uh, are they rallying behind you with this or well I guess they're oh, going yeah. to know about it now.
2: Yes, yes, they're all very supportive. Um, all right, we have family from BC. They're actually watching right now this show,
4: <laughs> and
2: um, they're all excited. Hello, Everyone's setting their DVRs for for Friday and it will be aired. So we're we're pretty excited.
0: That is excellent. Uh, Brandon, tell us a little bit about uh, you. What, are you what, is, what is your day job other than changing clothes in phone booths and uh, sitting on shelves in department stores? Well,
1: I think we could have just lost them there. Lee. We might have
0: just lost them? Yeah, oh, let's see. We, if we froze get them up them back. a little bit. Yeah, well, that's let's see okay. If we get them back. That's okay uh, because we got all the pertinent uh, information out there. So, right. if. Yeah. Uh, oh, there okay. we go. Yeah, okay. We got you guys back. I think we got them back. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. What I was interested in, Brandon, is uh, a little bit more about uh, you. What do you do other than uh, change clothes and phone booths and things?
3: (laughs) Um, Like I was saying before we broke up there, Uh, I work for Pepsi
0: and pretty much
3: just take care of my
0: wife. Okay. Well, those are two pretty good priorities.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then life comes before Pepsi, unfortunately, but what? <laughs> don't
1: tell them that. Hey, I'm just going to uh, hop in here, guys. Do you know what's going to happen on Monday for the taping? I know you're going to be there for two hours. Are you going to have direct interaction with Kelly and Ryan? Are they taping for the show, or is this just in front of another group of panelists to see if you make it to the show?
2: No, Um. apparently we're supposed to be taping with Kelly and Ryan and going through everything, and then they didn't really tell us very much but they said that we will be there we will be involved so I just kind of have to wait and see myself.
3: yeah we're not sure yeah. it could be you know it could be that each contestant has you know a couple of minutes to explain the story and how they came up their costume and they move on and then they decide uh, the top five then because I believe we're told on Monday who's the top
1: five yeah and then you probably got to keep your lips shut. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because everything is everything is delayed a little bit. Well, um, Sherry Lynn and uh, Brandon, that is just absolutely awesome. Congratulations uh, on on your initiative uh, and your industry in putting these things together. Because there are so many people that say, Ah, uh, I, I I won't bother. I don't have a chance at doing anything like that. And then when there's somebody in your own backyard like you guys are, it's like, Hey, we can do this stuff. And, uh, and and do well at it. So it's a great message to send to uh, our fellow Niagaraans that uh, you know you, you reach out, you never know what great things are going to happen. So this is you know what yeah, even if you're not in the top five, and, and of course we are certainly hoping you how are. could they not believe? I don't this. know how you could look not these be. These costumes. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying. Um, That's top five material right there. Lee. I know <laughs> I know. But you're good. You, you know. I know this is a common phrase as well, but you're winners in our books, as they always say, and I know that's corny, but it's true, And because uh, again, once again, and it's not the first time that Niagara has been featured on that show, uh, and you guys are the next installment of uh, a major program like that coming to Niagara, so that's awesome. Thank you for that.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're you,
2: super excited.
1: Have you guys gotten
0: any other media interest, like local
1: paper, newspaper, or anything like that?
2: Um no, not
1: really. You will now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two boring shows. Yours and uh
2: Kelly and Ryan.
0: All right. Well, I'll take second place to Kelly and Ryan. That's okay. Same thing, Lee, same thing. <laughs> That's okay. We're 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 okay in number two. Uh so now you've got to look after those costumes, store them carefully, don't let any pets near them or anything like that. I'm telling you, Brandon, you look like you just walked out of the, uh, out of the department store. <laughs> we, just, we just took the wrapper you. off your face, and there you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about moves. adding a wrapper to the front of my, uh, my box
3: to preserve myself. But...
0: <laughs> and not to sell you short, Sherry Lynn, you look fabulous.
2: Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, guys, uh, great sports, fabulous story, and uh, we'll be following you, obviously. And uh, we will have you back. On uh, the 411, so that you can fill us in on what your experience was like, because I can't, I can't wait to hear what it was like uh, after you guys are through this thing.
2: Thank
1: <laughs> you. Sounds good. And uh, there's no way that we can vote for you or anything like that. Oh yeah, we can't cast votes.
2: No, they they have their own panel of judges by right. their sponsors.
0: Okay.
3: I think that the online voting already happened until we got in.
2: That was a different one. That was a different one. Yes,
0: love. <laughs> Just say yes, dear. <laughs>
3: Just 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 listen to Barbie, Ken,
0: just listen to Barbie.
3: (laughs) I'm backing up in my box.
0: Barbie is as Barbie does. Yeah. Are you still
3: strapping in there? Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are great. That is awesome. Um, Thanks again. Uh, Congratulations on on behalf of everybody around uh, Niagara. uh, Great feel good story for the peninsula, and heaven knows we can use some feel-good stories these days. So Sherry Lynn, Brandon, uh, you're the best. Have a great evening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, I know. Okay?
2: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having much. us. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: <laughs> Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that marvelous? So there we go. That uh, I, I know there was some rouge and makeup uh, going on there, but... He, he, when I first I've I've seen Sherry Lynn before, we chatted with her once before, but um when he first came on the screen, Kevin, I thought this is not a real person. Yeah. This this is uh this is Clark Kent. He's nailed. It. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I know Ken as well, but the first thing that hit me was it's Superman. Yeah, I think it's a glasses and he does have a strong jaw. Unbelievable. Got a very strong jawline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something I could I need a little work on here. I think, I think they're going to win. Like, I think they'll at least be top five. You know what? With a story, with a story like that, uh, I have a feeling that you're right, that they will be uh, at least in the top five now. I mean, we're a little bit biased, and we ha- I haven't seen any of the other contestants, but it is such a cool story, and they've done such a great job, and they're so personable. With it and uh, photogenic as all get out, so they got they got uh, they have a whole lot going for them uh, on this. Now coming up uh, at about seven forty today, another super interesting family in uh, Niagara, and they're very new to Niagara. This family just uh, immigrated to Canada from Australia, and they have three children they are currently living in crystal beach and kevin they're how new they haven't been here for very long they came to canada niagara on monday just as fast just monday.
1: monday so yeah. they're quarantining for 14 days beautiful family they already have three young children and uh, and they're expecting a fourth
0: and this fellow his name is daniel i think his last name would be pronounced hove but he will correct us if we are wrong i'm sure i hope and uh, his his wife Taryn and their three soon to be four children as Kevin just mentioned are in Crystal Beach and uh, Daniel is a professional athlete uh, and that's I'm not gonna do a spoiler alert here there's a big banner that was created for them and uh, those obviously are the kiddies it says welcome to Canada and no he is not a hockey player now he may play hockey but he is not a professional hockey player he is a professional something else which we will uh, reveal to you. I think, the, uh,
1: I think the graphic's giving it away there, Lee.
0: What did I do? I saw a hockey stick.
1: No, he's, a, he's got his good golfing swing right over your shoulder there.
0: Oh! Well, Sorry. You, Sorry. Sorry, say, I didn't know you were
1: holding that as a secret.
0: I'm looking down there and you put uh, this...
1: Uh, yeah, so he's a pro golfer from Australia who wants to Thanks, accelerate Kevin. his career in North America. I'm and trying and he to hook to the audience
0: a little bit here.
1: Well, I, I can't wait to meet the Aussie that just moved to Canada.
0: <laughs> Why would a professional move to Canada uh, at the end of October? A professional golfer. Family. Anyway, there's...
1: <laughs> welcome to Crystal Beach. Welcome to, welcome to Niagara. I They're going to be a great
0: addition. I thought we were going to tease them a little bit. There. Yeah, sorry, Lee. That's all right. Anyway, <laughs> Daniel Hove, professional golfer, coming to Canada from Australia. Why? And, uh, but welcome. Glad to have you. And so, I, I really am interested in this story and that's coming up at uh, 7.40 today. Now, one of the things that I, I was sort of quoting to you earlier uh, that Nick put up, uh, and I was reading it for uh, at the wrong time, but I did want to mention that it's important. We've done a lot of stories about thefts in Niagara over the last few weeks, some of them minor, but it doesn't matter whether it's major or minor. If it's yours, it's important. It's a big deal. So. And and apparently, Nick's been inundated with these stories because it's getting worse. Folks, unfortunately, I'm getting a never-ending amount of emails from concerned citizens all over the Niagara region telling stories of vehicle uh, thefts, garages, homes being burglarized each night. I'm unable to keep up with posting all the exact locations, so I will continue to put out generic reminders to lock it or lose it. Then there was another guy. Uh, Kevin, we caught on, well, we didn't. There was, I think it was the Hard Rock Cafe, caught on video along these same lines. And this is a great shot of this person. And it was a major, major theft in Niagara. He stole, he broke into uh, this house and stole some vintage collector item guitars.
1: And yeah, this is the Hard Rock Cafe, so I don't think he broke in. I think he went in for a sandwich and left with three well, I vintage was, guitars. I thought, I
0: thought it was a, a, an actual domestic break-in. This was actually stolen from the Hard Rock from Cafe. From the
1: Hard Rock Cafe, yeah. Alright, I came into
0: the story late.
1: Yeah, No, 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 that's cool. It's all good. So here you go. So here's the guy. So he didn't have to break in. And if you've been to the Hard Rock Cafe, you can't help but marvel
0: at the guitars uh, okay. and all
1: the paraphernalia that they got on the wall. But okay, this, I, did, yeah, I did come into the story late, but these,
0: uh, this is the guy, and uh, kudos to the Hard Rock Cafe for having a quality camera, because we talked about this last week, that there are so many really crappy security cameras out there that it's hard to see these people, but this is a good one. So that's the guy, it looks like he came from Australia, got the Kango t-shirt going on. So that's him, and those are the guitars.
1: I don't know if you can read that, Lee. That's Guns
0: uh, Guns N' Roses, yeah. Guns
1: N' Roses. That would be, I guess, Slash, And then
0: we've got a Pink Floyd guitar down there as well. Like, how do you get... You can't sell those unless it's Black Market. Neil Young's guitar looks like a Strat. Um, And then uh, there's uh, Pink Floyd. Is that Gilmore's guitar? It could be Gilmore's.
1: Somebody signed it there, yeah. It looks like the whole band signed
0: it. Yeah. Roger Waters' signature on there, too. You don't see uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmour that close together these days, but uh, they are on that guitar.
1: That's crazy. I wonder how he made off with them. I'm
0: to say, are they not bolted into a stud? Or? How, do you, how do you do that, though? But he had to break... I'm just, I'm just confused. You don't just go into a, a, a cafe, a restaurant, when it's open, and take guitars off the wall and walk out. I mean, he had to have broken in somehow.
1: No, I think it was middle of the
0: day. I mean, the lights middle are the on. Day?
1: I mean, the lights are on there in that photo, right?
0: Let's see here. We'll, uh, all right. I was totally out to lunch with this story because no, we'll I just we'll skimmed we'll over it earlier. And I thought it was a domestic type break-in, and it was a camera. Oh, that's right. Attended no, the Hard cat- Yeah. See, I didn't read the details. In, yeah. All right. My mistake. Sorry. I admit my mistakes. Okay, but I still don't get it. Where is the staff? I don't know, that's
1: what I'm wondering. Are they, just, are they just hanging up there with like a finishing nail?
0: And he's inside, okay, in that picture he's inside, right? Yeah. Okay, now if you're gonna go in and steal something, especially in the COVID-19 era, where is the mask? Where is, where is the mask? That's, a good that's gonna help you get away, right? And couldn't you wear a plain white T-shirt instead of the Kango thing? I don't uh...
1: remember the guy we talked about last week that they had surveillance photos of him. I think he was sticking up a gas station in Niagara, but at least he had the mask on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the weird <laughs> part about that one is he probably came in, forgot he didn't have the mask and went out and got it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, shucks. I can't even <laughs> rob this gas station now. Damn. I forgot the mask. <laughs> All right. Uh it's... Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. I missed a beat on that one. I, no, I, but it's
1: crazy because we've all been in there. We've all seen them on the walls and it's great to look at, but how does somebody just in the middle of the day, in the middle of a shift get away with three of them? Not one, not two, but three in guitars.
0: Now They're big items. If you, I'm just trying to think how that might happen. You've probably been in a restaurant before, especially in the afternoon or through a lunch hour or something like that, and there are people doing maintenance and workers doing things and cleaning up and uh, well the things that restaurants have to do to maintain their premises and uh, some of that would include redecorating moving things around and people might have just thought he was a worker bee uh, doing some redecorating or changing around the memorabilia or, or working for the restaurant in some manner and didn't pay any attention to it but where I'm sure I'm sure somebody on the serving staff or in the supervisory, Staff has got some big questions to answer about
1: that one. Maybe he was able to open the cases and just pluck the guitars themselves out. But it looks like they're just sitting on the wall. Like no, they're, they're they're in a frame and in like a shadow box, I guess you would call it. Are they? Yeah. All right.
0: I think so. Well, they're not anymore. Well, psh, no. <laughs> but that's that's just got to be. I, I want to know more about that story. So do I. I got to know. Got to know. How more. you do it. I don't know. Something very disturbing also is uh, happened at Dufferin Island this week. And it was a massive vandalism incident. Just as the Festival of Lights is getting ready to turn on for 2020. And it's a perfect family outing, especially in these days of COVID, because you don't have to get out of your car. It's a nice way to go out and be entertained and see something pretty and make you feel good. Vandals that have destroyed thousands of hours of work. Lisa Stark feeling angry at Dufferin Island. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of lights. Thank you for destroying the Christmas spirit. Yes, there are Scrooges around us all. Every single light display has been damaged with mere days till the opening of the 2020 Winter Festival of Lights. Unconscionable and absolutely no reason. There is no profit to be had from doing this. It is simply mean-spirited activity because people are having crappy lives. They want to make everybody else's life crappy as well. And that's not... uh, that's not fair. That's not even human. So, it's awful. Looks like our, they went around
1: with like some scissors, right?
0: Yeah, just well, it's not easy to trash those things. Uh, we drive through the festival lights display at Deffen Islands every single year, and it's just super. We took our uh, family out; to, to, we're visiting from uh, from BC a couple of years ago, and it's just it's just fun. It's just nice. I think we uh, I think we drove through the festival of lights when. Uh, when my dad turned 90, we had a special 90th birthday party for him years ago. Hired a limo and the whole bit, and took a bunch of people through. And it was just a, just a really nice family and close friends affair. And those kinds of things make people feel good. And look at that, just just cut off, or for absolutely no personal gain whatsoever, whatsoever. I I can, I can understand it, almost almost understand it. If you're going to profit by something and you're on hard times or blah, blah, you know, and all those, all those excuses, but not this. That's just unconscionable. So I don't know how they're going to handle it. I can only assume that the people that are behind the construction of and the decorating of those projects at Dufferin Islands, Will um, will figure out a way to rejuvenate most of them, if not if not all of them. I'm not I'm not sure, but it's going to be a lot of work, and uh, I don't know if they'll be ready for the regular opening of Festival of Lights. But we'll certainly follow that story as it goes along.
4: Yes,
1: it's awful. These absolutely it senseless.
0: It is awful. Um, something else that. Uh, was going on in uh, in Niagara. Do you want to show the picture of that bucket, the bucket truck? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get to that. The one on fire.
0: Yeah. The people love that, eh? Cars on fire.
1: You get views. You got a car on fire. You get thousands of views. Yeah.
0: Don't uh, don't give anybody any ideas, Kevin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull the guy up here. And just so you know, we've got uh, Nick, the newest the newest resident of Niagara. The Aussie professional golfer? Uh, he's in the green room. So whenever we want to get to him, that's all. That's oh, all we good. can do that whenever. Yeah, but here, let's uh, okay, let put out.
0: the uh, let's put the bucket truck up there. There's a quick a quick dash cam look of a utility, and again, it looked like an engine fire. We had an engine fire on last week. What's going on with engines blowing up? And then there was one, there was one coming from the other direction. One of the comments. Pretty amazing. There it is. David Wolf posted this. That was coming from the other direction. That's got to be a bit of a shock for a utility truck driver. You don't see those. Those trucks are very well maintained. You don't see things like that happening very often. No, wow, It's crazy. Yeah. And where was this lead? Do you remember? To tell you the truth, I I, I don't know 100%. Oh, it's right
1: there. So, QEW 40 rebound on Ontario, Ontario Street. Street.
0: Oh, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that's always confusing, right? Ontario Street, especially for the new Niagaraans. Well, what Ontario Street? Is it Ontario, Ontario Street? Beansville, or is it Ontario Street yeah. St Cavins? Yeah. Well
0: oh, yeah, Out that's there. easy. <laughs> All right. So um, we have Daniel waiting for us, do we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if we can. Uh, pull well, let's up do here. this. Let's.
0: I don't want to keep him waiting too long. Let's do this. All right. Daniel, how the heck are you tonight? Hey, mate. How you going? <laughs> so um, all we know all I know at this point in time and I didn't want to know too much because I wanted to ask the questions and have you tell your story and first of all do I pronounce your last name correctly when I say it's Hove? Uh, no it's actually Hoover Hoover all right okay yeah. thank you for that now we'll remember when we see you on That's the right. leaderboards what nationality is it? Yeah. it sounds like a Swedish sort of name Hoover uh,
5: it's, it's Dutch I think it's Dutch, Dutch okay yeah. well I'm
0: not far off Okay, I'm a bit off, but not far. <laughs> so, Daniel Hoover, uh, you and your wife, Taryn, your three children, soon to be four, just relocated to Canada. And uh, if my information has it right, it was just this past Monday? Yeah, we off Monday, yeah. Right, and uh, as people might be able to detect, you do have an Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so first of all welcome to niagara happy to have thank you. you thank you uh, you're going to be uh, I'm, I'm sure a native son of crystal beach before we know it uh, it's a very closely knit community and i'm sure that uh, people will embrace you and your family with uh, with open arms and uh, it, we're happy to have you here How is the how is the trip over uh,
5: it was two very long flights. Uh, we had an 11,
0: 11, 11
5: hour flight from Dubai to Perth, a uh, Perth to my, sorry. Um, Then we had a little bit of a stayover in Dubai. And then we had a 14 hour flight from Dubai to Toronto. So, you know, doing that alone is hard enough, but with three kids, it was, it was pretty brutal.
0: <laughs> that, was, that was going to be my next uh, comment. And uh, the ages of your children are?
5: Uh, three, five, and eight.
0: Oh my gosh. What a yeah. long time to be traveling with children of that age. Yeah, you probably yeah. wish you'd sh- ship them by FedEx or something. <laughs> no, that was that were okay. That were pretty good. That were good. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, I could uh, I could ask you a thousand questions and we could be here till midnight. But as we as we divulged a little bit earlier, uh, you are a professional golfer. Yes, that's right. correct. Who gave you advice as a professional golfer to move to Canada at the end of October?
5: <laughs> um, well, uh, my my mother-in-law's from Canada, so we already originally had roots here. I'm going to split my time between Canada and the states, playing tournaments. So I'll play some uh, tournaments down in the states before Christmas, um, and then at the start of the year, and when the uh, Canadian summer comes around, I'll play some events here. But um, you know, we moved here originally purely because the, the opportunities in Australia to be a professional golfer and to be successful aren't, aren't, as, aren't as great as they are here. So we figured with with having roots here, this would be a perfect place for us to come and settle.
0: Now, what uh, what tour do you play on? Or tours?
5: Uh, I was playing on the PGA Tour of Australasia before we moved here. Um, right. Now I'll be playing um, There's a handful of mini tours down in the States, like right. Swing Thought. Um, my agent Nick Viola. He has a has a mini tour in Las Vegas called the uh, the uh, Silver State Tour. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be playing there, and then you know during the uh, Canadian summer I'll play on the Great Lakes Tour. here.
0: The Great Lakes Tour. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, now. Walk us backwards through your career as far as achieving professional golfer status. Walk us back through from professional to college or high school or whatever. Give us uh, give us the chronology of this.
5: Yep. Okay. I, I turned professional in 2014. Um, it's been a bit of an up and down ride. It's 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 a tough it's a tough game, as a lot of people probably know. Um, I had a pretty successful amateur career. I um, played some tournaments all over the world. I got my world amateur ranking to 23. I'm pretty sure it was.
0: Awesome. Um,
5: but yeah, as a professional, it's a lot different than what a, what it was like as an amateur. You know, as an amateur, you, you're basically playing for you know small prizes and stuff like that. Whereas you know, every single shot counts as a professional. Every single shot counts a dollar figure. You know, it's it's pretty pretty you know, pressure packed
0: how did you manage to make the transition in that way because those of us that are just duffers out there uh, once or twice a week often talk about this in uh, in our groups we get nervous enough and we get shaky enough just uh, with our with our mates watching us swing a golf club let alone having uh, money on the line and having your agent and your golf coach and uh, the people that are are following, and your friends and family, and God forbid, you should get on TV for a shot or two. Uh, how do you how do you channel all that and and uh, and calm all that stuff in your head? Because that's a lot going on at once, and still be able to swing the golf club.
5: Yeah, it's, it's it is tough at times, but I think with all the practice and the hours that you put in, it it it, it becomes second nature. You know, yeah. You know, with the crowds and stuff there, you sort of block that out. You you don't you don't you don't notice it as much. But yeah, I, I think it's with all the practice, all the hard work you put in, it, it literally becomes like, how how is
0: uh, how is your your family? I guess the kids you, you won't know, they adjust pretty quickly. They're just probably happy to be off a plane. But um, how's your wife uh, adjusting to this? Of course you said her mom's here, so that's probably gotta be good for her. Oh, her, her mom's-
5: from here, but they, oh. they currently live in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Oh, they're the East they're coast. not here either. So you took them no. away. The, oh my gosh! Yeah.
5: So uh, aren't you my, my wife, Taryn? Yeah. Well, that's true. My <laughs> wife Taryn, her, her family, she she has aunties, uncles, cousins, a lot of people here. They've been they've been really good, really supportive, really helpful.
3: Okay.
5: Um, but yeah, she's she's handling pretty well. We're all pretty excited to be here. I'm not real excited about the two o'clock in the morning wake ups. You right. know, the jet lag's been pretty tough. Yeah, but, um, it's been good so far. We just want to get out and explore once our quarantine's finished. We're pretty so excited
0: for that. One one of the other one of the other things that uh, laymen that watch television when they when it comes to professional athletes is the fact that they think everybody makes a lot of money, and uh, golf is one of those sports where you've got to earn your way on, and once you're already on, you're you're okay uh, for the most part. But it's it's getting there that is the is the tough haul what and and they always say uh in their interviews that they have uh short-term medium long-term goals etc what would your what would your goals your short-term goals be you probably got them pinned up on a wall somewhere how do you see this career path evolving
5: short-term goals would be you know having some success on these mini tours um you know playing well developing developing my game over the next sort of year or so. Um, I'd like to eventually go to the uh, Mackenzie Tour Q School, which is um, the Canadian Tour. Yeah. Um,
0: Q School basically is
5: four rounds, uh, and it's the top however many players get a get a tour card and are able to play on the tour.
0: Where is the um, Q School this year, Daniel?
5: Uh, they, because of COVID, they've actually, I think they've cancelled the Q School, oh. so the people who have tour cards from this this playing season will keep their cards for the next season. Um, so does that, leave,
0: does that leave you out?
5: That leaves me out, yes. But they have Monday qualifiers, so you can go and play one round. And I think if you finish maybe top three, you'll get a start in the tournament. Uh, but other than that, I'll, I'll have to wait a full season to be able to go to the Q School.
0: Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a tough gig. Because um, yeah. you pay your own expenses. Do you have any sponsors that are uh, helping to underwrite? Like, Have, have you got some, uh, a, a well of uh, financial support somewhere?
5: Uh, unfortunately, no. It's all self-funded at the moment. Wow. Uh, so basically, I'm I'm investing in myself at the moment. I'm I'm you know putting up the entry fees, paying paying for the flights and the accommodation stuff like that. But you know, it's I believe in myself, so I'll just keep keep doing that and hopefully have
1: some success. Uh, Daniel, it's Kevin here, uh, producing behind the scenes. Just want to ask you. So the ultimate goal is PGA for you?
5: Yes, definitely PGA tour. I'd like to go to the Corn Ferry tour, obviously first and get through there, get, through, get my, my tour card through the Corn Ferry Tour. And, um, yeah, that's that's the dream. I've always wanted to be a professional golfer. I've always wanted to play on the PGA Tour. So, yeah, that's definitely the end goal.
1: It's not like you're coming from a golf wasteland either. There's been lots of successful Australian golfers that have brought their game over to North America. Anybody that you've met along the way that has maybe mentored you or, or, or made your dream at least seem like a reality?
5: Um, I've had a few guys over, back in, the, in WA that, you know, not not necessarily played on the PGA Tour, but a lot of uh, you know club professionals that have helped and guided me. Um, you know, guys that have, have supported me over the way. Um, they've been pretty good.
0: You know. All, the, all been,
5: the members of the clubs.
0: There have been quite a number of Canadian golfers that, because of the competition that is here and on the PGA Tour in the United States. Have made a very, very good career for themselves over the years uh, in places like Japan, uh, the European Tour, and, and and sometimes even the tour that you played on over there, the Australasian Tour. Um, did you consider going going that route? It's like you're kind of taking the plunge right off the right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I
5: definitely thought about that. Um, I think what made it an easier choice to come here was the fact that we had roots here, uh, we had family here. Right. Um, you know, it my wife; she's a Canadian citizen, so it was a little bit easier in, in that sense. Um, I would still love to play European Tour, Asian Tour, um, all of those tours. I played a few European tours, tour events um, over the years, um, but never really had that much success. But eventually, I'd like to play some more events on that tour. Um, with all the people out there playing, all the talent, it's 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 getting harder and harder. There's that many good players out there,
0: it doesn't get it doesn't get easier. There's so many many uh, good young athletes in all sports these days. But when you're in an individual sport like golf, it makes it that much that may, it makes it that much more demanding. So um, a lot of great Australian golfers. Now you were born in Australia.
5: Yeah, I was born in Perth, Western Australia.
0: All right. So um, growing up, who were your who were your idols?
5: Uh, growing up, probably Adam Scott. Really looked up to Adam Scott. He's you know great golf swing, good game, good demeanor. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's basically the perfect golfer. You know, he, he was the one I, I looked up to as a as a kid.
0: Uh, certainly has a beautiful golf swing. Uh, golf swing. One of my heroes uh, when I was a kid, because uh, that was a lot longer ago than when you were a kid. Uh, was indeed Greg Norman and I still to this very day um, cherish the memories of watching him play in person even. I attended a couple of Canadian Opens, a couple of other tournaments and uh, had an opportunity to see Greg play and meet him a few times and uh, just always a gentleman uh, and a a stand-up man, a phenomenal golfer. He had more collapses than anybody deserves to have had uh, in a career, but uh, but still an honorable guy. So one of your countrymen has uh, always been one of my heroes He's uh, he's yeah, he, one of the class guys
5: He's done a lot for golf in Australia. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Lee, I just want to hop in here and yeah, ask yeah. Daniel Okay, I know
1: you got family here, but a uh, good choice on Crystal Beach. Well, what made you move there? Is, is is your wife's family central to Crystal Beach? Are they all spread across Niagara? Uh,
5: not re- I think they're all spread across, but we, we, uh, we found a place down here that looks really nice um you know, I wanted to be close to some, some golf courses, and I, I found that the Niagara area has some really good golf courses. Yes, we do. I'm not I'm not sure what course I want to join yet, so once quarantine's over, I'll go and have a look around. Hopefully the weather's uh, good enough to maybe play some golf, but um, yeah, I definitely want to have a look around and see what's out there. And I've, I'm, Looking on the internet, I've seen there's some really good golf courses around.
0: Well, you might have some invitations extended to you for membership after people see this interview. Okay, that'd be great. Because <laughs> you, 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 be you, would certainly be a, you would certainly be a way to boost membership.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, there, uh, there, and there are some wonderful tracks around here. Our only problem is the season is too darn short.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lee, what to find out about uh, the children as well? Yeah. With, you know, Australia, literally the other side of the world, they probably were just coming out of a school year, and now you come to Canada and school year is just getting underway. What's your plans there to transition them into Canadian schools?
5: Yeah, well, we're, we're going to go and um, enroll them into a school. Um, there's one close by. I'm not sure my wife has all the details about the school, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because the kids will go up, I think it's six months, so they'll go up up, up a year, up a grade. Um, so if, if they find that to be hard then we'll probably do some work with them at home as well and try and keep them keep them up to up to up to grade
1: and did you uh, did you stop by the falls yet like maybe on the way from the airport to your new house did you at least drive by before you quarantined no
5: we didn't get a chance we we got in the kids were tired so we we drove straight to the house but as soon as we finished in quarantine we we're going to be going exploring that's for sure
0: daniel there isn't a sport that is much harder on a family than this one uh, yeah. The travel, uh, the the isolation, the sort of you're, you're doing it on your own. I don't know whether you have a caddy, but you're probably you probably don't at this point in time. Or do you have somebody carrying your bags for you?
5: No, I'm on my own. At yeah, time. I figured. So basically, when yeah. I go to tournaments, you would you would get someone that is local. So. And yeah.
0: then you leave, and then you leave your wife behind, who's pregnant with three other children. Boy, she's got she's got to be something special.
5: Yeah, she's strong. She's she's the glue that holds the family together. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it is hard.
5: You know, I think about it all the time. But it's unfortunately it's a sacrifice you have to make if you want to be successful. Um, you know, come come the time that I have the money and the, the financial means, I'll 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 bring them with me. You know.
0: Yeah, that, that, that would be, especially if you're able to play in Canada and uh, have the means to to cart the family around and see some. Yeah. It's, it's a nice way to be able to explore the country. If you're playing uh, playing around the area, I mean, not so much in the US now because the border's still closed and who knows where that's going to go. But if the time comes that you're able to play a few tours in Canada and you can grab the family and see some sights and get to know the country at the same time, that'd be awesome.
5: Yeah, sure. I think. You know the life experiences they'll be able to have if we get to go around and travel and see some places would be awesome.
0: So where are you going to practice? Where? Are you, what, what are you going to do? Uh,
5: I'll have to find some indoor facilities I think. Um, <laughs> hopefully spend a little bit of time in the states and um, play some events and do some practice around there but yeah this time of year I've heard it can be pretty brutal.
0: So now if you go down and, uh, and play an event in the United States when when would let's put it this way when would the first event maybe be uh, that you would go down and play Um, I'm
5: going to play one on the uh, Swing Thought Tour on the 14th and 15th of November
0: okay so that's that's a month from now Uh, yeah about so so you go down there for what you'd you'd arrive on the on the Monday or over the weekend and stay till the next Friday or whatever it is
5: yeah so I'd have I think I've got four Four tournaments in 28 days down there.
0: Okay, so you're going to be yep. down there not just for one tournament. Yes. Awesome. But when you come back, now you've got to go through the whole isolation thing again, right?
5: Yeah. So I get back on the 9th of December to quarantine for uh, 14 days, and I'm out two days before Christmas to see the family. So
0: it's wow. it's tough. Wow. Okay. So can we follow you somewhere? Do you have a, a website? Can we follow your tournaments? Place-
5: I have a Facebook page. It's it's uh, it's a professional page. It's uh, Daniel Hoover Golf. Okay. Um, and I, I post all my results, and um, you know, even post videos of me practicing um, and all sorts of stuff. So.
0: Okay. Well, will will you like and follow live stream Niagara? We'll do the same to you, and I'll uh, I'll send you a friend request out myself because I really want to follow what you're uh, what you're doing here. This is uh, this is very cool.
5: Yeah. No worries at all. That's perfect. Sounds good to me.
0: All right. Um, Mike Weir. You're familiar with Mike? Yep. He was back on the Champions Tour this past week. He came in second. And that pesky yep. Phil Mickelson beat him.
5: Yeah, I'll tell you what. they played well.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's way in your future, but I'm sure someday we'll see you there too. But we we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. Is that yeah. is, is that a Red Sox hat you're wearing? It is. But All right. to be honest,
5: I can be I can be I can be persuaded to wear a Blue Jays. Don't you worry?
0: Could you? Okay. All right. Well, we'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but please give a medal of honor to your wife for us, because not a lot of women could uh, could deal with that. Three kids, uh, another on the way, and uh, a traveling professional athlete. Uh, th- th- that's a recipe for stress, if I ever heard one. So God bless her.
5: Yeah, she's a, she's a beautiful lady. She uh, keeps me grounded. She's very good. I love it to death. Well, next
0: time we chat, maybe you can introduce us.
5: Yep, will do. Thank you.
0: All right. All the best. Daniel Hoove um,
1: of now Crystal Beach. I think we butchered that. That's, how do you say it again, Daniel?
0: Uh, it's Hoova. Hoova. Like, like the yeah. vacuum with an Australian accent. Hoover. Like the vacuum. Yeah, Ho- yeah. Hoova with that an R. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Daniel, thank you. Thank you. Now that is a a phenomenal Niagara story, and I know that there are others around Niagara. We just have not heard of them yet. And this is the segue where we inform you how you can get involved with the program or tell the program what great story you know of. Maybe there's friends of yours or neighbors that just came into town or uh, family members that have, uh, there it is, Daniel Huva Golf. Sounds like Austra- It sounds Australian, doesn't it? Huva. Daniel Huva. Yeah, Huva. There we go. It sounds Australian, but it's not. Uh, it's it's uh, Danish. Yeah, it says Dutch. Dutch. Okay, so where I was going was we would really like to get more of those kinds of stories on this program as the weeks go by, and we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here every week. And all you have to do is, the easiest thing to do, is to uh, go to the Facebook page for Livestream Niagara. Just give us a search if you're not already following us or whatever, but you're watching it right now. You might be watching us on Niagara 411, you can get to us through that way as well. You can get to us through WeStream. Uh, uh, as well, but uh, easiest way is through Livestream Niagara. All you do is you click on the header. All the contact information will come up there. Kevin's uh, phone number is there. Is uh, like all the all the info is there. I don't know whether he should have his phone number there, but he does. And uh, you can uh, you can find us there and let us know about a story that you would like to tell us or that you think we should know about, and we can reach out to those people and have them tell us their story. Uh, to Daniel Huva. Uh, his wife uh, and their three kids uh, and and a crystal beach just a big shout out Because it's a story that we are going to be able to follow for I think a long time to come So now Lee, uh, you,
1: you mentioned that I'm just going to bring up some of the comments here that uh, people are On Niagara 411 and for example uh, Bishop Mal here. Uh Talk about my house being broken in and Kiara being stolen please. She needs to be found and hasn't been yet in the Garnet and Facer area. Well, that's a perfect opportunity for Bishop Mel to just click on the link and come on the program. Then you can tell us yourself, but we don't know all the details.
0: Exactly. Uh, And if you want to comment as the program goes on at any time, think of it as your local video open line talk show as well with pictures. Alright, so if you have Zoom app on your phone already or on your computer, the number for you to dial is right there on, uh, on your screen, on the left hand side of your screen. 905 Could not be planar. Gales Gas Bars fuels this thing. Support us and allow us to uh, be able to afford to do this. And for Gales Gas Bars, we say thank you. Uh, WeStream Niagara, Kevin's company, does the technology. My company, Leastary Voice Services, is uh, is the uh, talking head behind this whole thing. Um, So check out the Gales Rewards Program, Gales.ca. Everything is there. They support many, many charities around the community, and uh, including the thing right at the bottom of that graphic, you'll see we are a living wage employer. Remember when this uh, conversation started a number of years ago, as a matter of fact, is what constitutes a living wage? This started when they were talking about uh, what should the minimum wage be? And there's always a debate over whether it goes up, whether it goes down, is it different for service industries as opposed to regular employees or whatever. It's a, it's a kind of a multi-headed monster debate, the whole minimum wage thing. Well, then this phrase started coming out, uh, living wage. Uh, and it, it, became, it became important for people to be able to, businesses and politicians alike, to be able to determine what a living wage actually is in Ontario and in in areas of Niagara as well as Toronto and all around because the living wage is going to be different in downtown Toronto than it is in uh, downtown Niagara Falls. So out of all of this came certain benchmarks and Gales Gas was one of the first companies to hit the benchmark here in Niagara and say, hey, we are going to be at the very least a living wage employer. So um, kudos to them for that. And that's just a little bit of history about what that means there's a lot more to it than that but uh, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it kevin what's going on
1: uh, i think we should take a look at the uh, COVID numbers for niagara yeah we were at there i got home
0: i got home last week and realized that uh, we forgot to do that uh, a couple of weeks ago i thought we got to keep doing this because especially with some of these communities being rolled back into some modified Portions, uh, stages of stage two. got to stay on top of this. So new cases for today are 10. That's the highest we've had now. It's not super high like you hear on some of the news broadcasts for some of the communities in Ontario, but it's higher than we've had for the last number of weeks. Uh, 10 in Niagara. Growth rate of under 1%. New cases yesterday also 10. All right. So the effective reproductive number, current value, in other words, how many cases are we adding per case. Does that make sense to you? Uh, 1.1. 1. 1. So we're sort of doubling that one case.
1: Yeah. Now, the, you don't average. have to follow along with me here as I scroll along, but I find some of the stats here are interesting, and some of them can kind of fall by the wayside. So let's try and find some of the interesting ones.
0: Average, uh, 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 not including outbreak cases, current average. Okay, average, I don't like averages. Okay. I do A seven-day rolling average, averages do nothing for me. is the one 40% no known exposure. That's the one that means something to me. 40%, almost 41% of the cases that have come out, we don't know how they were acquired. Now to me, this is the number that stands out to me. That's another good one. Cases hospitalized, current average 0. 0.4. Now in the last seven days. So it's less than a person a week? Oh, per day, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, but again, the, over the past seven days, here's my, here's my argument with, with averages. That is very, very difficult to tell from October the 11th to October the 17th whether there is any trend to increase. The current average over that week is 0.4%. But that means on October 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th could have been zero and then the 16th and 17th, it goes bang. That's, so when you average things out, it means literally not much. Yeah, to, to me, me the telling part here is, these
1: are the number of cases that actually required hospitalization.
0: I know, but it's still an average.
1: It is, I, I know what you're saying, Then, if you look at the graphic below it, it just goes to show that while we may be getting 10 people a day for two days in a row, chances are only 1 out of those 20. So you're talking 5% of the confirmed cases actually require hospitalization.
0: Un- understood. So the I guess the good fallout from that, the good conclusion that I come to is that we are not as of yet overtaxing again our healthcare system here in Niagara. That's that's a good news for frontline workers so they're not getting they're not getting hammered with people coming into the hospital. So, total number of active cases in Niagara, 86. Total number of resolved cases, uh, obvious. And uh, deaths in Niagara uh, since this began, 68. So, Kev, yes, sir. Uh, questions I get uh, after doing a piece like this, uh, some of them come from uh, from my wife as well. I saw you do the numbers, but uh, where are they? And do we have, and I had to tell you the truth, I got busy as. Crazy today. And I didn't have a chance to actually do my due diligence on answering that question. Do we have any way of knowing where those ten cases today, for example, in Niagara came from?
1: I don't think exactly and I'll get to some of those, Lee, in just a second, but I didn't want to navigate away from this page. This is the real telling story of the hospitalization. So right. two point four admitted to hospital or sorry, intensive care. You could take it from there, Lee.
0: Yeah. O- over what period of time? The I think past- this is in total. For oh, a total for, yeah. since it began. That's that's my assumption. Yes. Well, that, it's it's still a pretty low uh, percentage cases admitted to intensive care in Niagara. If that's what it represents from the beginning of the pandemic to now, two point four percent. That's okay. Now, again, we have had sixty-eight deaths. Not to minimize that number. Cases hospitalized, eight point four percent of the total.
1: Sorry. So let's go. I, I know they do at least show one stat, and they don't exactly say it's this many people, but they show the number of active cases per 10,000. So if you do the math and what have you. you in can each, in it
0: each, out. in each town. In each town. In, or that. municipality. So I should say. Total
1: confirmed cases, and here I'll switch over to active cases. So those are your active cases per 10,000 in each of the municipalities. Oh, this in is hour. good.
0: Uh, well, it still gives you a, it still gives you a reading. So. Uh, as per 10,000, so the highest one, the, the highest three would be in order Welland, Thorold, St. Catharines. Yeah, and then Grimsby's in there too. And, uh, oh yeah, Grimsby's in there too, so the top four. Top to bottom, uh, number one, Welland, Grimsby, uh, number two, Thorold, three, St. Catharines, four. So that that gives you a, a, an idea of where these, these things are happening. And one of the target cities that has received... A lot of, of what you call bad PR over the course of the summer was Niagara Falls because of some of those tourist videos that it showed. And at 1.8, that's really not too bad. Uh, all of with all of those arguments taken into account.
1: And I've also heard the contrary to that the people saying that well, yeah, most of the people that will get at Niagara Falls will go back to Toronto to Peel to Mississauga to Oshawa and then they'll test positive in their home centers.
0: And so that's uh, well that is definitely an argument and yes. I think most tourist areas, uh, wineries, restaurants, etc have noticed uh, an uptick in GTA customers since the GTA of those areas did dial it back to uh, an an alternated uh, an, an alternate form of phase 2 if you will. Now, this is another story. Thanks for putting that graphic up, Kevin, because it reminded me of something that got my attention earlier today, but not just for the information that is on your screen. October the 15th, which is a week ago now, it was just uh, actually the last Thursday that we did this program, but this hadn't made the news by then. October 15th, an employee of Fresco in Niagara Falls tested positive for COVID-19. The last day the employee worked was October the 14th. All necessary precautions for public health guidelines have been met by the store. And that is a typical kind of announcement when that happens. In other words, hey, we, yeah, we got it, we found it, we're looking after it, we're making sure the store is okay. And um, But what got my attention, Kevin, uh, and everybody else with this, are the way the comments, look at the number of comments, over 400 comments were on uh, Niagara 411 with this story and a lot of them were just like that can happen at any store people just follow the rules we can do it's a gamble on getting COVID as soon as you leave your house Um, and then uh, Laura Marie a little bit of tongue-in-cheek comments oh a piece of fruit tested positive like 80% of positives are false and the test can't detect it anyways and on it goes and there were a lot of these type comments which are very different, Kevin, from the comments that we would have seen two or three months ago.
1: Yeah, look at that top one. We would not have seen this six months ago.
0: Maybe I'll, sh- yeah, maybe I'll shop there. At least I know there will be less people in the way because of this. This is a very, very large change in, in, in the public, emotion surrounding this topic. I don't know if it it strikes you or not, but it certainly does strike me because this is a very, very big indication of COVID fatigue. People don't seem, we don't get upset by anybody testing positive this day. Okay, we got it looked after, I'm okay, you're okay. Uh, Let's sing Kumbaya and uh, and move on. Very sorry for the person who is infected. Do you also tell the public every time someone has the flu or common cold too? See, these are the kinds of things It's like, okay, um, why are we talking about that now? That person says, we shouldn't tell everybody uh, every time someone gets uh, tested positive. Just deal with it and, and move on. And there, so the masks don't work. Uh, Tricia says, calm down, people. And and, and these are the kinds of, th- this is the tone of the, the comments and the opinions that are shifting. We are going through in my humble opinion, a major paradigm shift in the way the general public is thinking about stories that are related to COVID-19. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just something that is occurring. There is a major shift in attitude. Kevin, do you get the same thing or is it just me? Depends who
1: you talk to. I think some individuals are a little more lax. I would count myself in that group that... I'm not as fearful now as I was six, seven months ago, and that's due to what I see and also a lot of the science that's coming out. But uh, you know what? With COVID-19, I honestly think that anybody's actions are their own, anybody's opinions are their own, and they're not to be criticized. It's kind of like you do you, you know? Right. You do you and do what's good for you. Now, that said, uh, I'm not behind the anti-maskers. I don't think you doing you means put everybody else at risk we're a society, we all have to do what's right for us, but if one person thinks that it's right to send their kid to school, and somebody else thinks that's the worst thing that you can do, I think both people are right. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, and I totally agree with you, um, and I'd have, I didn't really, I like seeing the divergent opinions on those comments, be they pro-mask, anti-mask, or, or whatever the heck it is. I really enjoy seeing those different opinions. What I don't like is when it gets personal and somebody calls somebody else a loser or you know, and then it becomes, it doesn't become a public debate any longer. It becomes a a one-way debate between two individuals and if that's the case, take it outside because it doesn't doesn't really belong on uh, any site on social media when it starts to get Personal. Everybody's to go to Kevin's point. That's what makes that. That's when the social media works. Is when there is shared opinion that doesn't get personal and interactive and become now a fight or or, or something that's mean spirited or bullying. I just it just drives me crazy when I see those things because those are the narrow minded people that are in the in the community. When you start calling people, even if it's a third party. For example, we've done so many stories, uh, well, take the theft thing, for example. And the odd comment will come in and uh, whoever it is that is the perpetrator, they'll call that person a name. Uh, and sometimes it can be pretty cruel and pretty disgusting. And and, and yeah, they might be a bit of a low life uh, for doing what they, because they committed that deed. But to personally attack somebody, you don't know them and they don't know you, uh, or comment on the story for sure and comment on what you think might happen to that person or should happen to that person or happen to anybody that's in a situation like that. Uh, but the minute it starts to get in the gutter and and personal, is, those are the times when it starts to really sort of make, make the hair on the back of my neck uncomfortable.
1: Unfortunately, too many people are having those conversations as though the decisions they've made given their personal situation is the decision that everybody else should make. Yeah. Like I said, don't put society, don't put other people at risks. but everybody's situation is different. Do your uh, do your grandparents, do they live with you? Well, that makes your situation different than other people. Yeah. How many children do you have? Are they all on the same school board? What age are they? Yeah.
0: What do you do for work? What yeah. do your co-workers do? It's, yeah. it's and, crazy. Um, and again, for... we. I don't know how many times you have to say this is. If you're not in my shoes, don't judge what I, what I'm saying. I can have, and, and I could be totally out to lunch. Believe me, I've been out to lunch probably for years. But uh, but it doesn't mean that you haven't got an opinion. I think it was uh, actually one of the uh, one of the more honorable presidents of the United States. Uh, it was uh, Thomas Jefferson many years ago. And yes, I know if there's a statue of Tom- there's a whole monument to Thomas Jefferson in Washington, D.C. And I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised some of the uh, left-wingers haven't tried to tear it down uh, because uh, everybody has their history. But uh, that's another comment. Thomas Jefferson said, um, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. And that really is that really is where the rubber hits the road. And back in the early days of the revolution of the United States, etc., is where that came from. And that was, the, that was sort of a mantra that was behind the formation of that country back in the good old days. Now, let's get to uh, some more inspirational
1: stuff and off yeah. to COVID because we can talk about that forever. But Mayor Jim of Niagara Falls is behind an initiative, a first ever in Niagara Falls, This Saturday, I believe, I think you know more uh, about what they're doing, but uh, I can bring up Mayor Jim here and we can play the video. Yeah,
0: uh, I thought this was a great idea. Now normally if you have some sort of household item that's larger than a normal garbage or a recycling pickup, you have to call your municipality and uh, set up a particular time and then uh, chances are whatever it is that they pick up ends up in a landfill somewhere. Well, this is a whole different deal, and for Niagara Falls, it is the annual curbside giveaway that's coming up this Saturday. So, um, let's watch. Hi, this is Mayor Jim with a community announcement. This Saturday, the
3: 24th of October, all day long from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m., is going to be the community curbside giveaway where you can find some gently used items that you've got in your house that maybe you no longer need or use. You put them out at your curb and other people can drive around and pick them up. As they say, one man's junk is another man's treasures. So if you've got some gently used furniture, doll houses, maybe some garden equipment, who knows, whatever you have laying around that's gently used, put it out. Maybe we can give it a second life. So this Saturday, all day long, community curbside giveaway. Start thinking about what you want
1: to get rid of.
0: There we go. Uh, so, Community curbside side. Great idea, just a, a a great idea. The only caution uh, I would make for you is make sure that there isn't anything you want to keep that you leave hanging around your yard. <laughs> okay, like don't 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 get out of the car and throw your golf clubs in the front lawn and pretend you're going to come back and get them later,
1: because
0: chances are they're going to be gone. So be careful with that. <laughs> Now, uh, Lee, I'm
1: just trying to kind of segue from that into the garbage change. Because this week marked the first week that we went to bi-weekly garbage pickup. Here in St. Catharines we weren't affected, but we will next week.
0: Yes. Uh, our garbage was picked up as per usual on Monday, but it will not be picked up this coming Monday. But that's just garbage. That's not organics, and it's not recyclables. It's just what you put in the trash to be taken to the landfill and put in the trash uh to tell you the truth kevin i don't know who did the math and uh, i'd like to see the math and i'm sure they're right but i i don't know how i'm I'm, let's put it this way i'm going to be really interested to see the numbers after we've had a chance to go through this for a little while as in as in whether it's actually accomplishing the goal Voices out of the region are saying the goal is actually to try to get people to think about recycling more uh, Because there are a lot of recyclables that still end up in the trash So we are putting things in the landfill that doesn't necessarily have to go there And the point of doing this is to make us think a little bit more before we just throw something in the trash Because it's not going to get picked up for two weeks I'm not sure I don't know whether there's a loss leader in there or not. And am I also correct in the fact that now when you put your garbage out, you can put two bags out? I believe so, yeah. So now what are we accomplishing? Instead of one bag a week, it's two bags every two weeks. I don't know. Uh, actually, I know what they're trying to do, okay, Lee? And this is my personal opinion. Is oh, you're not allowed a personal opinion, Kevin. We just talked the, about that.
1: At the top level okay when you look at the regional level and the people in charge of garbage collection and waste diversion they have goals that they have to meet and their goals are based on the amount of recyclables that are in the landfill and how much of that they end up diverting now all of that is measured by weight so their metric basically whether or not they are successful at their job depends On whether or not we take heavy items and recycle them so this flat out is an attack on green bins because all of the stuff that goes into your green bins all your organics are very heavy so we get the dense objects out of there and I guess what I'm saying to this is you will never see the region concerned about whether or not you're recycling your styrofoam and that's, that's my personal opinion. They just, it's all about the metrics. It's all about hitting their target goal. And that's based on weight. So batteries, organics, heavy objects. That's what they're trying to get out of the landfill. And again, you'll never see a waste diversion program on Styrofoam. But,
0: no, but but the organics uh let's let's clear this up for any confusion. Organics are being picked up every week, correct? Yes, they are. yeah.
1: So organics are being picked up every weekly in the same truck that could pick up your garbage. Yes. So that truck is still going around yeah. every week. Yeah. They're just forcing us to not put out our garbage. They could
0: but but we're not. So all right, so we just went around in a circle. They've got their targets to hit, but does this really accomplish?
1: Oh, we'll find out. maybe recycle.
0: Well, this is what I say. We got to we got to crunch the numbers later because right now, logically, the math doesn't doesn't make sense. And I know there's there are probably Niagara City councilors. So please uh, call us. Let it get cl- clue in here uh, and and tell me that I'm uh, barking up a stupid tree because the math right now, the way I'm looking at it from a layman's perspective outside, I don't see the logic of it. But I'm sure it's there. But I don't, I can't explain it to you. All I know is that I can't put my garbage can out uh, until next Monday. And that's okay with me because, frankly, Kevin, we don't have that much garbage any, uh, anymore. We are, uh, I have to admit, I have to take credit here, we are one of those uh, families that. We recycle everything we possibly can. I mean, I take things apart, the plastic bit there, the, the cardboard bit there, and you know, we do everything we can to, to try to do it the right way. I'm sure I've messed up from time to time, oh, that could go and that, you know, cause there's a lot of, there's a, there are a lot of things that you can get confused about, but all of that stuff is on the website as well. That, uh, so if you ever have, uh, ever have an issue about what you can or can't do, just go to the region website, There's, it's all over there. Now let's tie in here to uh, another uh, cool event that is happening in Niagara Falls. Uh, it is the 17th annual Sleep Cheap, and charities are going to uh, reap the benefit of this. Event and reservation dates have been announced. Sleep Cheap Charities, uh, a long-standing community tradition. Has raised over $2 million for local charities since its inception in 2004. And though it may look different this year, Sleep Cheap will take place in 2020. Uh, the mayor stated that we know these are extraordinary circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he said he's confident in the excellent protocols and procedures the hotels, as essential services, have instituted to safely get through this. Now, for the first time in history, Sleep Cheap will run for a full week from Sunday, November the 15th, up to and including Saturday, the 21st. Reservations for the event can be made starting Friday, the 23rd of this month, which is this coming Friday, from nine o'clock in the morning, participating hotels and booking information right there at that uh, website, sleepcheapcharitiesreap.com. Uh So, what it is, is uh, the Niagara Falls Hotels offer rooms, at a discounted rate to Niagara residents only. During the event, minimum donations for rooms will remain the same as last year for Sunday through Thursday, 35 bucks a night for a standard room, $45 for a Falls View room, and $65 for a Whirlpool room. Room rates Friday and Saturday nights will see an extra $10 per night, which is no big deal at all, added to the weekday rates. And you will be able to book, uh, say two weeks in advance?
1: Uh, sorry, you'll be able to book
0: two nights in a row. Two nights in a row.
1: Sorry, but you were uh, in the past. You were never able to do
0: that. Yeah. So, uh, and I know a lot of people uh, in Niagara, people that I uh, work with and have um, occasion to see from time to time. Take advantage of that because it's a nice little getaway to uh, to just get away from the ho- even if you're not in your own home and it's your home. Your own home is over there, uh, a couple of blocks away. It's still psychologically is a nice break at a great rate, and you have an opportunity to experience some of Niagara's finest hospitality spots, and that's something that a lot of locals don't get a chance to do. One thing I want to mention right now, check out the forecast for tomorrow. We were talking to a golfer uh, earlier, Daniel Huda, and uh, boy, if you were ever going to try to pick up a golf club this week, uh, it's, uh, it's right there. 24 degrees and sunny tomorrow. And that's going to be the last hurrah for the really nice weather. Um, uh, cold front and stuff moves in tomorrow night, and then uh, we get we get chilly and kind of rainy again for the next little while. But uh, we've had a pretty good run of weather. Some rain uh, uh, get, getting a little bit tedious over the last few days, but we've been doing okay. And uh, But tomorrow, uh, if you have anything you want to do outside, that is the day. I wonder if there will be a lot of people calling in sick tomorrow. I guess calling in sick now means just not turning in the computer in your basement.
1: You, you can't call in
0: sick anymore because you can no. always attend virtual. Nobody to call. <laughs> so um, I want to I want to mention this, and this is uh, I don't think it's big news, but I was absolutely flabbergasted that it became big news for some people because it was all over the media. It was. It was, it was actually on national CBC television newscasts. It was on CTV national television newscasts. It was on radio stations and major networks all over the country from coast to coast. Now, what would this story be? A scandal in Ottawa? No. The US election? No. Tim Horton's not double cupping anymore. That, on... Are you kidding me? <laughs> Since when does Tim Hortons, not? first of all, I thought double cupping was stupid in the first place. I spilt more coffee on myself because of the double cupping and the lid doesn't fit right. And it's sort of like, it's a, it was a stupid idea to begin with. And they've done it for years. But anyway, so Tim Hortons <laughs> is finally catching up with the rest of the coffee tra- crowd. And you are now going to have sleeves that go on the cup. What a concept! What a revolutionary concept! Tim Hortons! I am surprised! I am surprised at you! Because you know that the Tim Hortons cups are not recyclable, right? Those cups that you get, that they've been double cupping all these years, they are garbage. They are not recyclable. So where the hell did it become wise at some point in time to double cup in the first place? And those sleeves can be recycled they're just paper
1: right it's funny they talk about you know on a big a big picture point of view of making some of the manufacturers responsible for their garbage after the fact and the fact that we haven't done anything and it's not just that, but all yeah. fast food cups and that has that plastic lining on the inside yeah. cannot be recycled at least in Niagara can't be recycled without very expensive equipment, so why are we not forcing them to make their products, their disposable products,
0: recyclable? On the, the, uh, speaking of sanitization, I'll do this again. Um, On the flip side, uh, we'll give Tim Horton's kudos, because the other story concerning that company that came out over the past week is they are going to be uh, the first, uh, or I think one of the first, if not the first. Franchise chain like that fast food chain, for the lack of a better description, to completely eradicate single use plastics from their processes and procedures in their retail. So on the one hand, they got a good thing going, and on the other hand, it should have happened years ago. The whole what double the automatic double cupping thing. So that that in itself is probably going to save a few a thousand landfills across the country. Because the sleeves recycle, the cups are garbage. Now they'll probably figure out a way somehow to recycle them at some point, but anyway. When does that become news, really? The big story that there is so much going on on the planet that on national and local and regional and provincial newscasts all across the country, Tim Hortons is not double cupping. It's not fake news, is it news at all? That's what I want to know. Now, Kevin, uh, I want to do uh, a couple of credits right here once again when we have a chance. I want to thank uh, Gail's Gas Bars Limited for fueling this The 411 episode 19 on this October the 22nd. I want to also, hello buddy, how you doing? How you doing? You can come in, sure. We Stream Niagara, Kevin Jack and his partner Brandon for uh, providing the technology powering this uh, program for the last 19 plus weeks. Live Stream Niagara is our uh, Facebook page. All you have to do is search it, and you'll find us. You can talk to us there. You want to come on the program? You have a great story that you think you want to tell, or that someone else that you know has to tell. You can get us uh, anytime, 24/7. You can find us there, Nick at Niagara 411. Appreciate all the back and forth with you, and all the stuff that uh, that you do to help us uh, provide and follow content here on the 411. And also, I didn't do enough of this earlier, uh, Fiddler's Poor House. Uh We always appreciate sitting in your uh, lovely window. Uh, it's a little cool to make it an open air window like we have done in the warmer weather, but it's still fabulous to have this lovely backdrop of downtown St. Catharines to, uh, to bring this program to you, uh, to uh, Dave McPerian and his entire staff here that always treat us so well at uh, Fiddler's, always, always appreciate it. Kevin, we have come to uh, uh, a stage where, at the end of each program, we try to bring people uh, a little bit of entertainment. We try to go out with a blast, go out with a little tune uh, of some sort, to sort of, I guess uh, you might say, play us off the stage. Uh, what do we got coming up tonight? I have no idea. We didn't talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week you got a country artist that's from Niagara Falls named Ryan Langdon. And we don't know Ryan. We didn't check with Ryan. but we We're going to play one of his tunes. Okay. It's called Best Night. He's garnered some acclaim across Ontario, across Canada. Been nominated for a couple of awards. So we'll bring you out with a Niagara Falls native, uh, Ryan Langdon. And of course, as we like to do, here's your live shot of uh, St. Paul Street. So I guess we can all say... Hall- By
0: Halloween edition... Next Thursday night. All right.
4: I was up on stage, Saint Patty's Day. Man, that place was going on. But in that crowded room All I saw was you And I knew then that I was gone I had to know your name And everything about you And when you smiled back at me Girl, that's when I knew You were the best night of my life You lit me up like a neon sign You were never slim Helping on making you mine You were the best night of my life You were the best night You were the best night of my life Still can't believe That we talk till shout Shouting over everyone Sure we had some beer, but looking back it's clear, it was you giving me a buzz. You were the best night of my life, you lit me up like a neon sign. You were heaven on I was helping on making you mine. You were the best night of my life, you were the best night. night of my life. Now I know your name and everything about you, and I think my lucky stars I ever found you on the best night of my life. tonight.